0: A blessing to people. This is this is a time, you know. Be a blessing. If they were an excellent server, let them know it. Say thank you and and do this. I think this is all in the heart of how this Leviticus law plays out in our own lives. That we help people out. We we don't take advantage. We do pay, and we also are willing to give. If if somebody's like, wow, what a generous person! Like, what I I thought Christians were just greedy, or I heard you know my. They said that all they do is ask for money at their church, but hey, look, they gave me a really good tip, and maybe they'll read it later and it could be a good testimony. You never know.
1: Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the bible cover to cover it's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for god to speak so join your host jen for a biblical podcast that's hilarious informative imaginative and fun the p40 ministries podcast listen now as we go through the book Of Leviticus. Hello and good morning, faithful listeners! Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the P40 Ministries podcast. And my sister is back on the podcast with us, and I'm just so excited that she's back on because it's been several months. I don't think I don't think you've been on since like December, have you? No, I don't.
0: It's been a while.
1: Yeah, it's been a long time. Probably in January, you said?
0: I think I think it might have been.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because ever since we started Leviticus, I don't think you've been on the podcast at all. <laughs> but yeah, that's all right. Now she's on and we're going to be talking about Leviticus. But I just have to say, my sister is dressed just so nicely today and she's got her makeup on and her hair is done. And I'm sitting here with unbrushed hair and my pajamas on. <laughs>
0: I would have never known unless she pointed it out, honestly. And she doesn't have to brush her hair because it's curly and it it just looks perfect. So for all of us who have straight (laughs) hair and have to brush our hair. Yeah. Whatever.
1: Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, um, funny story about my hair. So when I brush my hair because it's curly, it just turns into like a frizz ball. It's almost like better if I don't brush my hair because then it just like... (laughs) it just like looks better or something i don't know but when i was a little kid i always had really straight hair then i think when it was about the time when i was in middle school i started getting this like frizz like my hair was still straight but like i had this like just puffy frizz that was like around my entire head and so my mom used to yell at me Because she's like, go brush your hair. And I was like, I did brush it. She's like, you look like you have a halo around your head. Go brush your hair. (laughs) And I was like, I promise you I brushed it. And like the more I brushed it, the more frizzy it would get. And so finally, my mom took me to get my hair like professionally cut because my mom always cut my own hair. And so she took me to, to like a salon to get it cut. And when I came back from the salon, my hair was curly, like really curly. They probably took like six inches off my hair. And my mom's like, did they like curl your hair while while you were there? And I'm like, no, no, they didn't. She's like, oh, she's like, you have curly hair now. And like ever since then, I've had curly hair, but I always had really straight <laughs> hair before that.
0: And that was so true, though, because it was always... Like, Jen, go brush your hair. And you you would get so frustrated because you had brushed your hair, but you didn't know that you had curly hair. Nobody knew because it doesn't – we didn't think that it really ran in our family because mine is straight, my mom's is straight, and my dad just has kind of short hair. So we didn't really think about it as being curly, even though it is. And you got it from that side.
1: <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. From dad's side. Yeah, because all of dad's side is pretty curly. Everybody on dad's side of the family has decently curly hair. But yeah, like my mom just didn't understand curly hair. None of us. (laughs) I used to get so mad. I used to get so mad. You have a halo around your head.
0: (laughs) Uh, Jen, you're you're red. You have a new hair color, red. It looks very lovely. Uh, It's new. So I know that isn't. Jen changes her hair, you know, every once in a while, different cut, short, long, curly, blue, red, black, whatever. But she's never done this shade of red, and I it reminds me of when she was like three or four, and it's really cute.
1: Yeah, apparently I used to, I used to have red so, hair anyway. as well. But yeah, you can see a picture of my new hair color change. I posted it on P Forty e Ministries LLC. So yeah, you can take a look at what my hair looks like now. If anybody in the world is actually interested in that. <laughs> Yeah, that's my new profile picture for P4E Ministries. I I think it looks cute. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Okay, let's talk about Leviticus 25 verses 25 through 38. And I'll be reading out of W.E.B. this morning, and we have a lot to read. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in. If your brother becomes poor and sells some of his possessions, then his kinsman who is next to him shall come and redeem that which his brother has sold. If a man has no one to redeem it, and he becomes prosperous and finds sufficient means to redeem it, then let him reckon the year since its sale, and restore the surplus to the man to whom he sold it, and he shall return to his property. But if he isn't able to get it back for himself, then what he has sold shall remain in the hand of him who has brought it until the year of Jubilee. In Jubilee it shall be released, and he shall return to his property." If a man sells a dwelling house in a walled city, then he may redeem it within a whole year after it has been sold. For a full year, he shall have the right of redemption. If it isn't redeemed within the space of a full year, then the house that is in the walled city shall be made sure in perpetuity to him who bought it throughout his generations, and it shall not be released in the jubilee. But the houses of the villages, which have no wall around them, shall be accounted for with the fields of the country. They may be redeemed, and they shall be released in the jubilee." Nevertheless, in the cities of the Levites, the Levites may redeem the houses in the cities of their possession at any time. The Levites may redeem the house that was sold and the city of his possession, and it shall be released in the Jubilee, for the houses of the cities of the Levites are their possessions among the children of Israel. But the field of the pasture lands of their cities may not be sold, for it is their perpetual possession." If your brother has become poor and his hand can't support himself among you, then you shall uphold him. He shall live with you like an alien and a temporary resident. Take no interest from him or profit, but fear your God, that your brother may live among you. You shall not lend him your money at interest, nor give him your food for profit. I am Yahweh your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to give you the land of Canaan and to be your God.
0: You know, I love the way it ends that that portion that it just says, "I am the Lord your God." It it just kind of reminds them, like, here are the things that I am saying to you, and this is why you need to listen to them because I am the Lord your God. I'm the one that did this. I'm the one that has all power, and you need to listen to these laws. And I I just think that that's a really neat way to end that little section. Yeah, there is so much weight to this. This is what God tells us to do. This is. And, and it's a good reminder as we are reading through the Bible, why? Why are we listening to this? Because God is mm-hmm. God, not us.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And God like always ends it by saying like, I am Yahweh, your God. <laughs> so you better do it. Yeah. So there, it seems like there's two different portions here. There's a portion about the poor people. And then there's a portion about properties, like different kinds of properties So the first part and the last part that we read today talks about poor people. Basically, the last part I feel like is almost God telling people to not abuse the poor.
0: Right. So it reminds me about, you know, even in Proverbs, there's a proverb that's uh, I think it's in chapter 28, and it says that, Whoever increases wealth by taking interest or profit from the poor amasses it for another who will be kind to the poor. So God's really big on this that you don't take advantage of people. I mean, this is the foreigner, the widows, people who the weak. You know, we we are to care for those people that the people of Israel were to take care of the weakest. And as we are today. And God was setting this up for his people uh, for all generations to follow. And it, it's it's important that there's not this advantage because someone is weak. And, you know, you see that in scams today, that it's, we're gonna telephone the elderly and take advantage of them because they, you know, they don't understand how the new technology works. So let's take advantage of them. Like, mm-hmm. this is what God's fighting against here. Or, you know, we can take advantage of, of you know, Widows who have no one to protect them, we can rip them off. You know, these are scammers here that we are very familiar with. And I mean, the same kind of things could have gone on. And God is just nipping this one right in the bud. You are not to take advantage of people, you're not to gain their interest. And just because they've fallen on hard times and are desperate, that you're going to take advantage Mm -hmm. of that. That is not what people are to do here.
1: That's why I hate those cash loan places so much. Oh, yeah. I always see those like in the little like plazas and of like the mini malls and stuff. I can't stand those places because that's what they do. They just you go in and the people that are like need money and are on hard times, they go in and they just like take crazy advantage of like people that go in there.
0: And then it's it's interest that is so unbelievable. And, you know, sometimes it's people that may not understand what that actually means. It's like, oh, I can... I can get my paycheck early, but they don't realize how much that is actually going to cost them. And it's in the fine, you know, fine print. And it's just taking advantage of people. So it's not good. It's, it's just not a good situation then or now.
1: Yeah. So, Jane, what do you think about verses 25 through 28 when it talks about poor people and taking care of the poor? What do you think about that?
0: It just seems like it's safeguarding to me that there is a way that you can use your property, um, but it doesn't actually go away completely because of the year of Jubilee. So you have this and you can sell it, but then on the year of Jubilee, you would get it back if you sold it. Or if you buy it back, you have to calculate the years that are left. So you don't essentially have the same amount which you would pay if you bought it back because if you had like if you bought a house for you know it's going to be 50 years because it's the first year of the jubilee then you would pay more for it than if you only had like 6 or 7 years left until oh it's going back on the year of jubilee and that would be returned to the the people so really this is just helping people out so when they do fall on hard times there is things for them to use with their, their property to get some money to be helped, but they're not completely losing it. So, I mean, this is just like a really good system that God put into play this year of Jubilee and all these rules. It's just, it's just helping so that the system is fair and that families retain, um, their inheritance.
1: Yeah, I really like it. I think that the year of Jubilee is pretty interesting. And remember, guys, it was every 50 years was the year of Jubilee. And it's just a really unique concept that we do not do at all. It's just a really interesting and unique thing of just, like, giving people freedom. Like, letting people, like, redeem their stuff or buy it back. And even giving freedom to, like, uh, servants was the year of Jubilee as well. So it's just, it was really a lot that had to do with just like uh, giving freedom to people really more than anything.
0: Right. And it's, it is so foreign to us because we don't have anything like that in our culture, but when we look at it from, you know, what this was, it was just a year of celebration. And, um, you know, we can use that term Jubilee kind of, but we, I don't know. It just seems kind of like, maybe like, something that you would call a gala or like some like craft fair or something at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not
1: what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like the yeah oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: like I don't know what I'm trying to say with that, but it'd be like, you know, the ladies the ladies Jubilee like festival or something like that. But that's yeah. That's not it's a cute word for us now, but it's that is not what it was. This was a major deal a celebration like freedom from slavery freedom you know from the work or that you get your property back from not having it for you know 50 years
1: right yeah yeah exactly but then it goes on to list like some other rules and regulations specifically for like apartments in the city which i found kind of funny so it's like if a man sells a dwelled house in a walled city Then he may redeem it within a whole year after it has been sold. And so I thought that was kind of funny. So like if somebody had an apartment in the city, they could sell it if they fell on hard times. sell it, but within that year, if they got the funds back, the property would have to go back to that person if they wanted it back. So they would have to go to the person that bought it and be like, hey, I want my apartment back. I have the money for it. Here you go. And the person within that year would have to give it back. But... God says that if that guy did not end up getting enough money to buy his apartment back, then the owner would keep it and um, it would not be released on the Jubilee. And that was one of the only things we see that would not be released on the Jubilee. And I'm not really sure why God specifically said apartments were the one thing that shouldn't be released. But they did say that like country property and like little village houses would in fact have to be released on the year jubilee back to the person who owned them and so
0: you're a levite
1: yes because
0: then they get to keep their property in the city yes really interesting because they have they have their own rules yeah
1: Mm mm-hmm yeah so levites had their own rules levites were different they were like the only israelite clan i suppose or tribe i should say that had like just different rules, no matter what. Because they were like almost set apart as different because they were supposed to be the priests, like just the priestly tribe in general, even if they weren't always priests. But they were the priestly tribe. So they were even more set apart and different than the typical tribe. And we'll we'll definitely go more into that later where we see God, you know, made special rules for the Levites. But the Levites were not supposed to get any um, like big plots of land when they went into the land of Canaan because of how different they were. They were almost like supposed to live among the people in all the different tribes and like bless the people that way. So yeah, they could own property just like we see here. Like they could actually own little pieces of property, but they didn't get like a huge piece of land like the other tribes would when they go into the land of Canaan. So that was something different as well.
0: And that might've been why they get to keep the, uh, property within the walled cities, or those those dwellings or apartments there, because you know that that way they didn't lose too much because they never got that huge, like that huge inheritance property. Yeah, like the other
1: yeah tribes. Yeah. so in that way they were, you know, once again safeguarded from people maybe taking advantage of the Levites in some way or another. Just because the Levites didn't get that huge inheritance from God, because technically God was supposed to be their inheritance. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. But then they still yeah. needed somewhere to yeah. live, and God made sure they had provisions for that. So I just I see mm-hmm. Leviticus and, you know, just showing God's provision, how it's supposed to work. That whole thing about loving people. You, it's not just about gaining for ourselves and taking advantage and getting the most money and possessions, but it's about making sure that, that people are taken care of and that their families are taken care of. And God is doing that through this. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just such a neat concept.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is. And I do want to point out something, and this is getting a little political. <laughs> a lot of people have said that, um, you know, that this is uh, kind of like socialism a little bit, but really it's not. It's not about socialism because we do see that there are poor people and that there are also rich people. Exactly.
0: This is not, this is not socialism. This is not justification for that whatsoever. This is about people working, people being successful, but that is not taking advantage of people. This is, this is the difference is, you know, sure, people are going to be rich they're going to be poor. And this is not saying mm-hmm. that poor people shouldn't work to support themselves or that everybody mm-hmm. should have the same. Yeah. But it is not taking advantage and finding people who are weaker or that can be maybe more gullible and using that to gain because that's not right. And that also is not capitalism. That's that's scam. Like that's being a scammer. Yeah. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for pointing that out about the capitalism thing, too. But yeah, I mean, this is kind of like almost an in-between, I would say. It's not exactly capitalism, but it's definitely not socialism. It's just God being perfect and good and just making sure people protect and take care of each other and, yeah, not take advantage, all that stuff. Exactly.
0: And and that's, we're supposed to be, you know, as As followers of Jesus Christ, children of God, you know, we are supposed to be very um, giving and understanding of that, but that certainly doesn't mean that we, you know, there's going to be people that work and people who don't, and we're, we're all going to be the same. Like, no, you, you work hard and God blesses. And sometimes you fall on hard times, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't, you don't kick people when they're down, you know, and God. Right. God is just so balanced and perfect in his understanding of human nature and made laws that are just so perfect. And, you know, it's it's amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is, especially when you look at it. Like, sometimes people are like, oh, Leviticus is so boring. But then, like, you, you really dig deep into some of this stuff and you see how, like, balanced it is, like, how balanced and good God is and, like, just these rules he's putting in into place, like I've I've said this so many times on the podcast, so beyond its time period, it's like crazy. It
0: and especially if you look at, I, I mean, it's beyond our time. I mean, it's it's perfect, you know. But it's like when you look at the other pagan cultures, what they're doing, it's unheard of. It's unbelievable. It worked. It was good. I, I just I love it. The Old Testament. Sometimes people just discount it so much, but when you look into it, like you just said, it is absolutely unbelievable. We we need to be in in it and just seeing how how God provides mm-hmm. and how he takes care of people.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I really think that's the theme honestly of what Leviticus 25 is talking about is just God's provision for people and how as followers of God, since God provides for people, we also need to be protecting and taking care of those people that you know fall on hard times, just as God says. Protecting and taking care of the poor, the widows, the orphans, all of that. And this is just more of that. Justness. Not charging interest to people or, or scamming people. What does the uh, proverb say? Have um, God loves uh, balanced weights and measures. Isn't that what it says? Like something like that? Like, God wants uh, you to, you know, be fair to people.
0: <laughs> yeah, to tell to tell the truth, you know, and to to do business uh, the best that you can. You know, there's going to be times when there are discrepancies and people argue about things. But when when we're doing business with people, we want to make sure that we're honest. And this is just part of that. This is mm-hmm. just basic, the how to take care of people, how to... Be doing business dealings that are wise and also kind and gentle to others
1: and that also means like not undercharging as well i mean god is is always fair about everything like even in all of this like we don't you know yeah like i'm saying to
0: you have so many years left to the jubilee so you're not going to charge the same amount of your to your house that you would on the first year you know after jubilee as you would the 40 41st year because the house they're not going to have it as long and god says in the w e b version to render and in some other versions maybe to calculate and charge fairly you know and pay Mm
1: -hmm. pay what is pay what you owe yeah thanks yeah i appreciate that pay what you owe (laughs) i was showing my sister um like a video a while back of people that don't want to pay for stuff and she's she's a youtuber and uh sometimes her language gets colorful but she um she will show entitled people uh that just want like stuff for free all the time ever since i started watching those videos i'm like on the lookout who wants stuff for free
0: No, it's funny that you said that because uh, I do some teaching online, and last night I just got a message of somebody and they were like, Hi, I saw your lessons, and I would like to know how to get a free trial and I was like, Oh, well,
1: well, you can't <laughs> you know it's <laughs>
0: actually, um, you can have a trial, but and I almost was, I, I love giving stuff away for free. I really do. Um, but I can't do it for everybody, you know, and, I, and it was actually, I think, maybe a scam. Mm. So um, and you got to be careful with safety and everything of different learners and what you're giving away. So uh, yeah, entitled, you know, just kind of trying to always not pay for something. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny, but when you showed me that YouTuber, it seems like it's being made up. Like, I honestly was like, this can't be real life. Mm-hmm. Is this real life? Like, you can't actually expect that. People have trained, like, for years to have a skill. And just because you think that they weren- aren't worth that skill doesn't mean that, you know, they should, you know, cut their prices down to something that they can't support right. their family on. You know, that doesn't make oh, sense. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, it's a balance, like, and unfortunately, sometimes people overcharge as well. So it's a balance of knowing what something is worth. And, but God says when it's worth something, you pay it. Like when, you know, you calculate and you figure out what that thing is worth, you do pay what people ask. And uh, yeah. And like me being a hairdresser for many years, I have lots of stories of people who wanted stuff for free or discounted and didn't want (laughs) to pay me what I was owed. No, my...
0: No, my favorite then I have to say, whenever you tell that story about the lady that gave you gave you a quarter for a tip and she said, Here you go, honey, go buy yourself a pop.
1: Yeah. It was two quarters.
0: <laughs> like a pop is not a quarter. It was, yeah, it was Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah,
1: that's better. I, yeah, you can't yeah. even buy a pop for two quarters. Okay, like <laughs> Pops nowadays are like two dollars and twenty five cents. Like Oh, man. I mean, she was an older woman in her defense, but funny. It's oh, yeah. But people would do that all the time. So
0: and, you know, if you get a service, pay a tip and, you know, be a blessing to people. This is this is a time, Mm -hmm. you know, be a blessing. If they were an excellent server, let them know it. Say thank you and and do this. I think this is all in the heart of how this Leviticus law plays out in our own lives that we help people out. We 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 don't take advantage, we do pay, and we also are willing to give and help.
1: hmm And please don't leave just a track.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't do that.
1: And no tip, please don't do that. Like as somebody who is a Christian and as uh, I've had people leave very poor tips, I'm just like, hmm, I'm all- well, here's the first thing. I'm already a Christian. I don't necessarily need that track. And secondly, uh, it's it's nothing to me but a bad witness. In my opinion if you're going to leave a track and like spread god's word and try to you know bring people into uh that family you gotta in my opinion shine your light and be a good example and i would even i would even argue go above and beyond with your tip on that one <laughs> like make it attractive make it attractive to i people. mean it
0: is and and you can say well that track is worth any amount of money yeah you're right because the gospel is <laughs> it's worth everything but if, mm-hmm. if you are at a table and you paid for a service and something's expected, then that's just a bad witness at that point. It's, it's not.
1: Okay. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Make it attractive. But I think that it is, if, if somebody's like, wow, what a generous person, like what? I, I thought, I thought Christians were just greedy or I heard, you know, my, they said that all they do is ask for money at their church, but Hey, look, they gave me a really good tip. And Maybe they'll read it later, and it would be a good testimony. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Just be so careful with your witness that you're you are not just preaching Jesus, but you know, acting out how he he would want us to. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: So yes, exactly. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast today, Jamie. We did have like some connection issues, but I think it was all right. Uh, Jamie's computer is uh, not functioning properly, unfortunately.
0: So, yeah, I'm using a different one, and hopefully I'll uh, get that other one repaired soon. Yes,
1: that's good. All right. Well, thanks, Jame. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the podcast, and uh, maybe I'll have you back on someday. We'll see.
0: Oh, thanks. I appreciate it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, everybody. Well, as always, happy listening, and God bless.